again, boys and girls, showies. Welcome to an episode of Tommy Talk. My name is Juan. This is my partner, Anthony. This is a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players. So this episode is our 75th episode. That yay. means, <laughs> yeah, yay, we should have like sparklers and stuff. I should have got that, da, 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 da. something <laughs> happened right here. So this is episode 75. That means this is actually our three-year anniversary episode. We have been doing Tatami Talk for three years now. I am so Anthony, surprised that we didn't skip a single episode. You know, like we never we, took a break or anything. Like we we've got, been going we strong somehow. Yeah, we made it <laughs> <Yeah>. work. <laughs> we recorded our episodes early. We never were late. So we do like two a week sometimes. You go yep. on vacation because Anthony loves to travel and stuff. <laughs> I love, yeah, I love to travel. Just I haven't been traveling to <laughs> by my own accord lately. So let's just put it that way. <laughs> so yeah so it's been three years since Tommy talk i didn't know that we would who knew that we make it even three years you know we make it this far 75th episode that's crazy yeah i thought we would like <laughs> i'm half joking all right i thought we would get like a million subscribers and let's fight over money or something and be like <laughs> splitting yeah. off and, <laughs> <laughs> and we still ain't making money doing this we are still just doing this for the love of the game we got no sponsorships we're just doing this for the love of judo all right <laughs> <laughs> how do we get sponsors what do we need to do man we're like, we'll figure it out later yeah how do we get a gi sponsor at least come on fuji come on man <laughs> well you don't want to be sponsored by nordvpn or something like dolphins Nord, on their yeah. YouTube channel. <laughs> oh god oh was it nordvpn was that video game they all play that that uh, uh shadow land shadow, yeah, shadow raid legend shadow legend, like yeah, shadow legend. <laughs> way of the something <laughs> No, if, if why are we sponsored did, by some why are we sponsored by some wiki wheel pills? All right, come on, come on, we can use some wiki wheel pills. <laughs> if IJF didn't do the the IJF TV thing, we could be like, oh, you can't watch uh, IJF tournaments on your country, like uh, because oh, YouTube God. sometimes region locked, and it's like, oh, yeah, 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 use NordVPN. <laughs> yeah, that's a new. That's like almost every NordVPN commercial or ad that they run in these podcasts now always talk yeah. about well if you can't watch your movie you want to watch or go to this one or was it netflix yeah. or um since i'm a wrestling fan the w network you know since it's changed here in the u.s speaking yeah, of which other as a tech what? guy uh don't use nordvpn seriously don't, don't use nordvpn <laughs> See, if you want no no yeah, no no we're gonna lose sponsorship now <laughs> they get a sponsor no, you, now if you want to support if you're i'll just keep it short so it's not controversial uh just use mulvad <laughs> Uh, Mulvad VPNs my VPN of choice. So that if you really care about uh, anonymity, being anonymous, basically. So, yep. Okay, moving on. <laughs> and that just shoots our, shoots us in the foot right there. Nose of NordVPN sponsorship <laughs> now. Damn it! Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for that no NordVPN money. <laughs> Surfshark DZ one, I think, the one that I see people use. Or or Squarespace. We need a website, so let's get sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> Do we need a website? It's been three years now. So we have the face. No, we don't have the Facebook. We have the Instagram so far. And that's it. That's all yeah. social media that we have. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a website. We just use the the anchor thing. But um I was thinking of getting a website up eventually, just so uh just sort of like future plans and videos and stuff like that. We have like a central repository and um yeah, and some topics that we talk about, like self-defense. So like I really like the interview with Beverly. And I think mm -hmm. um, most people I talked about in the self-defense space don't like, was like they really liked the episode, but they didn't know it was there, even though they listened oh. to our podcast. So 
I, I just thought maybe like it's a good place to like have some of that kind of stuff there. So what if yeah. we get a Patreon? Should we get a Patreon now? It's been through years. Uh, Should we get like some, is, some selected I, videos for Patreon? Honestly, I don't think it's worth it. Patreon. Oh, they take a p- pretty big cut. So do they? I mean, okay. Yeah, they do. Should we get so an only? Wor- I don't think it's worth it. Get an OnlyFans. <laughs> Should we get an OnlyFans to talk? I'll show, talk I'll show my feet at the self feet pics of my me at the dojo. You know, like oh, we can make some money off that too. <laughs> we can make some. You want to see my judo feet? <laughs> <laughs> On the down low, I'm going to tell you now. There's some. Uh, ah, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> You wonder how I got my cart? No, I, I, I did it. I did it. I swear. I swear. I did it. I did it. Okay. How did the dojo afford new windows? <laughs> you wonder how we got those new mats? Well, <laughs> so this is our three-year episode. Hey, topic if right I want to make that beach judo thing happen, I got got to get my money funding from somewhere. You know. Hey, if I want to buy those Dolmer mats, so we can start having tournaments at our own dojo and stuff. I got. We got to do something. All right. <laughs> get the dollar mats with a Juan's feet sponsored by Juan's feet. <laughs> Printed on. These toes right here work really hard. So you have mats. <laughs> Okay, so thank you everybody for supporting us. Thank you for watching the shows. Thank you for listening, whichever platform you choose to do it on, whether it's on YouTube or whether on any of the podcast sites that's out there. Thank you. We appreciate it. Like I always say, we do this for the love of the game. We're not doing this to get rich. We want to do rich. We want to have done a BJJ podcast or or MMA one. We're doing judo, all right? This is for the love of the game here. But thank you, everyone, for your support, uh, sending us messages, people that say hi to us when we go out to places. I, don't, I guess people don't like me that much because people always say hi to Anthony. They never say not hi to me. They must be scared of me or something. That oh, we didn't, we didn't talk. Did we talk about our last episode about what happened at the tournament? No, no we're talking about right? the tournament right we're, now. We're going to talk talk about the tournament. Yeah, we're going to talk about the tournament right now. So, yeah. yeah. OK, so um, no, no, you want to go into the tournament on, now then? No, before we go on, I want to say... Yeah, it's been great three years. We're, like you said, we're not doing this out for money. And I don't think we would have done a BJJ podcast if we wanted money. I think we would have just done the same thing, but talked a lot more trash, I guess. Trash. You know, like, you know what they say, like smack. drama, which is funny because given the topic of this episode, but um, <laughs> yes, drama, drama drives. We're talking about it because it, we think it's important. But at the same time, we're not some of those channels that are like, uh, is BJJ like just basically just judo like or is this tr- is this martial arts trash like you know there are I'm not going to name which channels yeah. but there are other channels out there that talk about stuff like that or they like upload cool flashy looking techniques you know that would that are good to look at but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it works really well kind of stuff so um, yeah we could always have done that to drive clicks and views but I feel like that's we we both don't want to do stuff like that and we don't want to do what everyone else is doing which is just like this is how you do also dogati you know <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah well, that's that's my thought yeah well there's an old saying in wrestling and my friends out there you guys are also wrestling fans i'll know this uh controversy creates cash and we're not out mm-hmm. there to create cash that way all right we're out there to have promote judo in a good light and create the what was that one of those like fundamental things of like uh unity would it would have would have called it like, um, judo for unity like that thing yeah one day yeah yeah that thing <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it we're trying you know 
that's what happens. So thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. And hopefully we have another three great years. Okay. I want to at least another, we're going to get to at least a hundred episodes. All right. Whether we like it or not. All right. I'm going to get quit. to a thousand. We get, we get to a hundred and say we beat Dave Roman and actually got to a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got sponsorships. He's still making money. I know how much they pay those sponsorships, those ads that he runs. <laughs> he probably, like he said, he probably got enough to buy a cheeseburger. Like seriously, <laughs> like, like it's just like Google ad clicks. What it's like five, one, two cents per click or something like that. Like it's, you, you need, this is why you need like millions of views to even um, register. Uh, that's why we, of, that's yeah. why we need a gee sponsor to give us free geese, <laughs> maybe a mat sponsor to get us some more mats, you know, a bag sponsor or something. Get me a hat sponsor. You know, <laughs> why not? I'll, I'll wear whatever you want on my hat. Not anything, but I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe for you, it matters. But for me, it's like, unless, <laughs> unless it's going to grow, help grow the podcast or help grow the um, judo community. I'm, I'm I don't think it's worth it, but that's because like money is not that big of an issue to me. So, yeah, all right. It's funny. Next week, next week, I come out looking like a NASCAR racer and stuff. Got sponsorships <laughs> all over me. <laughs> drink this drink. <laughs> and this is my protein bar. I, mean, I, I will. Now. If anyone is just listening, I will not. I personally am against supplement sponsorships, so I wouldn't. I would never oh my, do that because I think God, I think dude. most of them is a scam. Ugh. So, I <laughs> understand oh, you're shooting us in the foot more. Oh, Anthony, Anthony, <laughs> ah, too picky. As I need a key sponsor, please. <laughs> Remember, I talked about how we haven't broken up yet. This is like the cracks for me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we're both saying we both don't care and stuff. I, I know it's a joke. Yeah, you know it's a yeah. joke with me and stuff. I'm just playing around, but hey, it's been great three years. And let's have another thousand episodes, hopefully. Yeah, Juan, Juan right. will accept supplement sponsors. I won't. So that's that's even at that. Yeah, yeah. I'll accept them. Uh, I, I'm doing Not my Instagram page. I'll accept the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my Instagram page. I take this and this and all these other things. <laughs> Blue Chew. Anthony loves Blue Chew. Just so everybody know, Anthony loves Blue Chew. <laughs> Do you know what Blue Chew is? No. Is that like Haichu? Ah, no, no. You should look it up then. Blue Chew. Oh, oh he's going to look it up now. <laughs> oh, shit. What? Is, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. All right. So moving on. So uh, was it? Two weeks ago, or was it? Was it two weeks ago now? Because it happened yeah, like all, the day. It's before. literally the day of we were, us recording, or the day after, I guess. The day before. It's the day before we recorded because yeah. we did an early podcast so that Anthony was going to go coach. So last weekend or two weeks ago was the uh, I always want to say Lord Taishi. <laughs> Lord Taishi. Because <laughs> I'm a New Japan fan. Okay, <laughs> it's the Taishi tournament. It's a judo dojo out here. They have a great tournament every year. And last year they were one of the first. They were the first tournament to start happening. They were the first tournament. Pandemic. Yeah. We if you go back to the episode. Yeah, if you go back to the episode, we talk about it about how they were one of the first in judo to use smooth comp too. Mm -hmm. um, not the first, but one one of the first in the major local ones. Yeah. So it's been a year and that first year they had it, it was their first year using smooth comp, which is not run smoothly. And it was one of the biggest tournaments we've ever seen. It was like almost like 700, 800 competitors. Was it 750? I believe it was 750, yeah. which on average for a normal tournament of that size, you'll be lucky to get like 500, you know, mm -hmm. four to five is considered good. So them getting yeah. seven was amazing. That was great. So I think why it was tournament, like poorly. 
that time. <laughs> so they probably worked out the kinks, you know, they, there's their second year doing smooth comp. Now they probably had things better. I don't know if it was as big as it was last year. Anthony was there. I actually had something to do, so I couldn't go coach. So Anthony had to go. I, I haven't looked up the numbers. Um, so I don't know whether it's bigger or not. And also I wasn't there early this time. Uh, cause I wasn't coaching a kid. Uh, I was coaching kids previously, which is why I was there whole day. Plus someone pulled the fire alarm. So I was there literally for 13 <laughs> oh, hours. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> I remember that. Oh, I was there for 13 move. hours that day. Um, but I want to say to listen to our episode and make the changes, but I'll, probably not. It's just common sense. Um, mm-hmm. Most uh, quick review of what happened during that time. And we're just quick summary of the episode. Basically they use smooth comp, but um, they did not have people on with the cell phones. They just expected all the coaches to um, have the cell phones and know when to come up basically. But this time they had people at the table, like volunteers at the table with a, with a cell phone calling up people who are on deck and making sure people are ready to, to show up there. Um, the mats were clearly labeled. There was two computer monitors with uh, the, the, the mats and who's coming up next up people were able to go up to, to look at, uh, the schedule that was super helpful. Um, there were people actually volunteers checking people's wristbands, not letting the, the mat area, the area next to the mats get crowded or flooded. Good. So good. good. That was a huge improvement. Um, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Of yeah. I mean, on average, I think it was, uh, most of the, people on my and that we coach only got delayed like two hours max i think on average mm-hmm. it was like an hour so everything was really smoothly run there was a huge area on behind um behind the side that was for warm-ups that people were able to go to so i didn't feel like you can't you can't see the matches going on but at mm-hmm. least it was like an open area that um if you feel like crowded and you have no place to sit which is what happened last time uh the bleachers were filled up like that that was uh, a good place for you to go stretch out, walk, warm up. Like there was a good area. There was a good open area outside for you to sit. Um, yeah, overall, they really ironed out the kinks with the smooth comp thing. So mm-hmm. really like that. And there's also no like sign up area. Traditionally, if you've been to any of the local California, so uh, Southern California tournaments, there's like a check-in desk in the front. It's where you sign up and all that stuff. And it's like a choke point where like everyone's trying to get through. Um, So they don't have that because I think everyone has to pre-register for this tournament, Mm -hmm. which is why I think this tournament ran so smoothly. Uh, I was really surprised. Um, They also upgraded their mats. Clearly Um, they up, they, all the volunteers have like a a Jersey this time. You don't, you don't, you know who to go up to to ask for questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I, I was, I'm, I, I, I'm I'm repeating it, but I'm really, really, really surprised how big of an improvement one year made. And I'd like to take uh, credit for it because we complained about all that stuff. But um, at first, I also uh, mixed this tournament up with a team tournament uh, I participated in because it was in the same location called Cerritos College. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you remember past episode we talked about, there was only one restroom there and someone like 7 a.m. in the morning, like <laughs> had day. diarrhea all over the walls. So, um, yeah, if you remember that episode, I thought it was going to be that same location. So when I was going, I'm like, oh, crap, I really don't want to go to coach because it's going to be that place again. There was there was not enough space, um, mm-hmm. super crowded. People were trampling over each other. 
um, one bathroom only. And I thought it was going to be the same place, but it was the same college, but different stadium. So this venue was much, much nicer. Um, Much better. Yeah. Yeah. My only complaint is there's no vending machines. That was, (laughs) if I had to really nitpick on something, there was no vending machines. But did they have like a little uh, food stand up or something? Yeah, but they, you have to have cash and they rip you off and all that stuff. And it's, was there a 7 Eleven nearby? No, we ended up taking, going to uh, In N Out. And Philippe never had In N Out before. We took him to In N Out. Really? Yeah, he's never, ever had In N Out before. We were so surprised. So, um, we took him to have In N Out. He liked it, but he said it was too salty. For for um, and he started getting a headache afterwards. So, mm. um, did he get a burger and fries or just burger? He didn't like the fries, but he liked the burger. Yeah. All right. So They're too salty. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, that was that was a Tai Chi tournament. Um, really, really surprised at how well it was ran. Because honestly, I I don't think these complaints that we made before, not about mm-hmm. the smooth comp, but just in general, have been mostly ignored for the last what like five to ten years <laughs> so hey we've only the, been around three okay come uh, come down yeah so <laughs> the fact that within a year they were able to make that big of a change it's mm-hmm. uh really impressive like um yeah uh, kudos to them so good uh, good yeah i know for me i've really enjoyed the smooth comp tournaments i've gone to i really think that it has made things smoother like it's supposed to you know made things a lot easier i know some people were complaining about um i had uh, some people i had one person complain i saw about how the tournament brackets now are so big and i'm like well yeah don't you want a six man or eight man bracket or something right (laughs) because one thing i noticed that one thing i noticed that they stopped doing as soon as they started doing smooth comp is i saw a lot of i saw a lot less of these three man, three man, three man, two man, three man, three man, two man brackets. And it's like, no, no, dude, if they made the weight and this, the thing, let's put them in the same weight class together. If they're, cl- if they're near each other and it's supposed to be light, middle, heavy, well then let's put them light, middle, heavy, not just, okay, well, we'll put these three guys together. We'll put these four guys together. We'll put these two guys together. So I know that there's bigger brackets now. So it's, it's running smoother. You know, it makes you actually feel like you're actually really doing a tournament. You're actually really competing. Yeah, uh, and we we had a few people compete against one person twice. That's going to happen. It's always going to happen. They're going to be small brackets, but I noticed that there was a lot less now since they started introducing smooth comp. Well, I'm, I'm also going to uh, one of the other things I complained about last year was how they stuffed the brown belt basically into mm-hmm. the novice division, and yeah. like had that girl had no business being in that division. Um, yeah, but I don't know how that happened with smooth comp, right? I, I don't know mm-hmm. how that happened. I think they were using smooth comp kind of for brackets, but they were still manually doing something because mm-hmm. they were printing the bracket. I don't, I don't, was this Tai Chi tournament? I think it was, right? So that, uh, with, yeah, I believe it was Tai Chi. Yeah. It was Tai Chi, I believe, but they were for some reason printing out their brackets on the walls. So I don't know if they were like still accepting signups last minute and like editing the brackets that way. Um, mm-hmm. This might have been like two years, uh, even a year before that, probably. But anyway, so none of that stuff happened. Um, all of our beginners did. I, I don't want to say they won, but looking at their judo, um, I was really impressed. Um, obviously, they were fighting more experienced people, a lot of them. So I don't expect them to win, but they were trying stuff and doing stuff that uh, I have taught them to do and they weren't making mistakes mm-hmm. that I told them to avoid. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I was really surprised and I'm glad I went, even though I was dreading going in the morning. <laughs> so. 
All right, that's cool. So it's oh. really it's good that this isn't. Yeah, you have yeah. something to say. Yeah. No, I was just talking about that uh, incident that happened too. Like, <laughs> which one? Oh, the the one where we had a listener come up to me. Well, he didn't come oh. up to me, but I was Inc- um, an incident. That's a not an incident. For- yeah, it was an yeah, event. Yeah, when I say incident, so mean. No, I was co- I was coaching one of our uh, begin. Um, I don't want to say beginner anymore because he's he's green belt now, but. Um, he had he hurt his rib, so he it wasn't too bad yet. So I was like, "You want to continue? Like, it's not it's up to you. I'm not forcing you. Like, you could adjust the, your fight style so you avoid like putting pressure on it." And and then like the person who was about to go up to the mat in front of us just turned around and stared at me, and it made me <laughs> kind of uncomfortable. You down. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I was like, "Hi, like, can I help you?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm actually a huge fan of your podcast," and I was like. Oh, I'm so I'm, I, I immediately was like, oh, my God, this is so wholesome. Like, <laughs> so I shook his hand and I was like, good luck. And then like, yeah, but I was trying to focus on uh, Peter at the time because he was mm-hmm. um, getting hurt. But um, yeah, uh, so if, if you're I posted on, Insta, on my Instagram story that uh, I really appreciate it. If I can't because I know sometimes it come off as intimidating according to some people. So uh, if you're listening right now, I really appreciate you for um, coming up to me and letting me know uh, how much you like our podcast. So, yeah. Not All right. good with that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> Well, you went from like, what? What are you staring at? Would you want some? Would you want to go right now? I don't right know here. if I came off as, as that, basically. <laughs> Where you from? What dojo? <laughs> Now, for those who don't know, like a lot of cl- uh, a lot of kids in my uh, for, take my first class, like sometimes start crying because they're scared of me <laughs> just from me talking like this. Like, I'm like, why, why are you crying? Like, what do I do? It's a big ogre of a man. Remember, Anthony is six two, six three, six four. Six, four. Six, Anthony is six four, six four. All right, <laughs> he's the biggest Asian man you will see in your life. <laughs> <laughs> six four and lanky. All right, he's a slender man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. right. So it's cool that the uh, tournament's gotten better. It's been well run. Mm -hmm. I, like I said before, I really appreciate the smooth comp system. I think it's made things a lot more better, just made things a lot more smoother, like I said before. So this is cool. I hope more tournaments are going to go this way, be smooth comp and becoming more um, organized like this. I know a tournament, another local tournament that happens a lot is um, that actually got canceled, sadly was Mojica tournament. And I kept on looking when Mojica is going to put up their thing of like, are they going to use smooth mm-hmm. comp? Are they going to have us mail in our applications or you have like, it's a day of registration again, but they never put anything up. So it was really weird. Couldn't tell what it was, but that's another tournament that um, I think is very good for beginners and intermediates to go to. So well, this I year they, they made it juniors only kids only. Yeah. Yeah. And also they, they got canceled. So yeah, I said it got canceled. Oh, okay. Yeah. You want Do you know why it got canceled? <laughs> I, I do know why you want you want to explain why. No, I'm going to give up my reason why I think I was canceled. I don't know. Uh, we already know. We already know why it got canceled. So well, okay. So because the junior is a junior nationals is happening yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So junior nationals happening right now over on the east. No, Texas is it? So uh, doesn't matter. Does, doesn't right, matter so where it is. <laughs> they're not happening in California right now. Okay, I believe it's happening in Texas. Uh, so because that's happening there and since Los Angeles, the LA area provides a lot of the refs, we have tons of refs here in Southern California. They were worried that they would have not worried like they pretty much knew we were going to have no refs for our tournament because they're all going to mm-hmm. Texas for that tournament because it's 
Because you have to remember in judo, if you if you don't compete, another way to get points for your next dawn certificate is to ref. So am I going to go to this local tournament and get these points? Or am I going to go to a national tournament and get these points? So people decide to go to the national instead. So Mohika decided, yeah, we're going to we're put on ice this year. We're going to just cancel it. It was going to be a junior tournament anyway, or it was only be a youth mm -hmm. tournament mostly anyway. So we're just going to cancel, which is sad because probably some kids are probably looking forward to it in training. But hey, yeah, other than the sign up process, I actually really like the Moika tournament. So. Yeah. And that's my thing. Like, I want to see what the sign in process is going to be this year. If they're going to do a smooth comp or keep it the paper system, whatever it's going to be. But eh, we didn't get to know. So that's pretty interesting. All the refs are like, mm, sorry, <laughs> we're going to go over so here I, instead. It's like, do we go to the USA Judo tournament or do we do the <laughs> local Nanka one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So speaking of USA Judo and Nanka stuff, now this is more of, um, this is big news if you live in the United States. If you're outside the United States, this is gonna, probably going to seem crazy to you. So for our international listeners, just, just listen, just stand by and give us your thoughts on this. So in America, we have three major federations. We have USA Judo, which is the one that works directly with the Olympics and the IGF. And that's where we send our athletes to the Olympics international tournaments through is through USA Judo. We also have two smaller federations. The oldest one in America would be the USJF, uh, United oh, States Judo no, Federation. No, no, before you say that, it's, it's yeah. actually AAU is older. It's an older one. Do you yeah. consider AAU a federation? Do you really? Yeah, yeah. I don't they know, are, they were the they were before USA Judo, they were it was AAU. The AAU. Don't you AAU out of here, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so there's uh USJF, which is the other major federation, and then there's USJA, United States Judo Association. So for the past uh, how many years have it been like 15 years or so? Or it's like around that. I know it's less than that, but let's just round up face 15 years. They've had a really good negotiation where I think all it was three since been, the eighties. Well, that's the tournament. Yeah. That's the tournament. Oh, thing. that's the tournament thing. Yeah. That's the tournament, which is different. Now I'm going to, I'm going to explain those two right there. Okay. Yeah. So the first negotiation, the one that's falling apart right now, or it's being, um, what do they call conscious uncoupling right now? <laughs> I don't think it was 15. If you're talking about the three alliance agreement, it's not, yeah. it's not 15 it, years. It was like five or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. It's been around for a while. <laughs> Time flies as you get older. <laughs> so we've had this dual alliance where whether whatever federation you're a part of, A, you can compete in anyone's tournament. Okay. Your insurance is covered through all of them, which as Anthony will always yell and tell you that it doesn't matter. Okay. Anthony, what's going to say? Except for the USA Judo Nationals. That was the one yes. um, exception. That was the one exception. Okay. Which is what the other, we'll go, we'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so basically, so the alliance was that if you're part of this, we're part of this alliance, we're all going to work together. We're all going to work together from judo. You can compete at any of our tournaments. With this also, if I'm a third Don in US in USA Judo, I'm a third Don in USJA, I'm a third Don in USJF, they all agree upon it. Okay. Uh, and those are kind of the big ones. And it's also about training. Your dojo didn't have a specific, didn't have to be just one federation. If you're part, if you had a federation membership to any of the federations, you can go train at pretty much any dojo. You'd be covered through insurance. Yeah, it's covered that's one of the events that's too. What, like any sort of events, yeah. training camps, like yeah. tournaments, yeah. And that's kind of like one of the more big sticking points that it's always comes down to insurance for judo. Where contact sports, things happen, people get hurt. And it always comes down to insurance for the most part, in my opinion. In my opinion, uh, the insurance is to cover their own ass, not for us. Because I've, ha yeah, I've had to use the, yeah, that, the I know, insurance, I know. right? So, 
We yeah. know how useless that's what it is. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like for insurance, quote unquote, it's more to yeah cover themselves. But that's what it always comes down to, in my opinion. So the big one also was coaching. If I had a coaching certificate in USJA or USGF or USA Judo, I can coach at any tournament except for USA USA Nationals because that's the big one of the year of the of the yeah of the year. I can go coach at any of them. Like I have a USJA coaching certificate. I can go coach at USGF tournaments. I can go coach at USA Judo tournaments. I used to be able to at least. But as long as I had one. Um, the other thing that's the one that's, that Anthony's talking about has been around for almost 30 years now since the 80s was that we can compete at each of our tournaments. That's the other one, except for the big major. So if I have USGA a, um, Federation, I can compete at USGF tournaments, no problem. I can compete at USA Judo tournaments, no problem except for USA national. There's going to be that quotation right there. Yeah. I'll put that over my head. USA national, except for that. <laughs> not included. <laughs> yeah. Not included. <laughs> not included. <laughs> so there's all these things that there's also little things in there. So those are the big, the big things that we're talking about right, right there. Okay. Those are the big things that you can just plain see why the federations united, why they're working together to grow judo. Okay. And it's just the whole thing of USA judo, um, deals with the IGF, they deal with the Olympics, they deal with creating the U.S. team to go international. USJF and USJA, I always say they're more grassroots to develop judo, which I... I disagree I, I hate, with that term. I hate that, I hate that. I hate that excuse. That's, I'm just going to say it out there. I hate that excuse. All right? I really hate they that should say grass. They should say developing young competitors instead of... When you say grassroots, I think of developing judo for people like us that we're trying to get uh, more recreational people to do judo like that's why i yeah. think it's grassroots but they're, they're focusing on hosting tournaments and developing a pipeline for uh competitors that's that's truly what they're doing so yeah so the negotiation was supposed to be done i think it was this month or next month it was supposed to be finished for them to renegotiate this this alliance and usa judo decided to step away from the table i don't know what happened exactly but USA Judo put out a statement, I believe not telling anybody, the way that US, USJA and USGF put out their statements, they feel that they just got blindsided by this, that USA Judo. That yeah, I think this is, important. this is, this is uh, USJA and USJF's uh, claim that USA Judo walked away from yeah. the negotiation and, did not, and made that post without any prior warning. That's what their, their claim is. That's what yeah. their claim is. So because of this, the alliance is, is dissolving. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a little bit of grace period for the next month or two about people not having even. to figure out what well it's oh it is march already Shoot. Yes. Yeah. yeah not even yeah it's just oh my god i think the youth nationals is the only exception i, th I believe yeah. that's the, that's the only exception that they're putting to the rule but every, yeah, everything I, else is basically gone now <laughs> they're not yeah gonna, i was just thinking yeah. about it for some reason i thought of march I, I was thinking like the beginning of march still so i was like oh it's yeah. a, you have like the end of the month or so figure out but like no it's already the middle of march yeah. oh shoot Okay. And by this by the time the video comes out, it'll be uh, two thirds through March. <laughs> so Anthony, can you please read a USA judo statement they sent out? Yeah, before, uh, so there, we have to differentiate between a three alliance agreement, which was said was like five, around five, four or five years ago that was signed. And then there's also agreement that they had back in the eighties that basically said they can compete at each, uh, tournament, um, like each other's tournament, except for USA nationals. The three alliance agreement was basically more about recognizing rank and like you said, participating in events and all that kind of stuff. So um, also <laughs> it, 
if you guys remember the EJDM episode we did, like that was mm-hmm. part of the three line screen. But they were supposed to come up with um, a, a development model for developing athletes. If you had mm-hmm. to ask me, a, like putting the pe- from a someone who's outside that whole circles perspective, if I had to put the pieces together, they signed the agreement because of LA Olympics happening, and they probably got pressured into doing that development model and thought it would be good to pull in these other people and stuff. And then as we can see now, nothing really came out of it. So USA judo is like, why are we, uh, basically from their point of view? Okay. I'm not saying that I'm not going to insert my opinion yet. Um, why are we giving them, giving away money for free, basically giving away these services for free We're we're not getting anything back. They're just like taking from us. So, um, that's why I think they they did that. Okay, so I'll read the important parts of the um, agreement. So I'm going to speed through this. So USA Judo, like dear USA Judo members, blah, blah, blah. So we have been part... Oh, they said last six years. Six years is how long the agreement has been. Okay, six years. The agreement will expire on March 14th. Both JA and JF were notified by USA Judo last fall that they would not be able to renew the agreements added as written due to increased athlete safety mandates by the U.S. Center for Safe Sports that needed to be addressed. Unfortunately, the three organizations have not been able to come to renewal agreement prior to expiration of the current agreement next Tuesday. Okay, so do you, you want me to read the whole thing or you want me to like dissect that bit by bit? <laughs> Up to you, Anthony. You're the one reading it. All right, so... Here's the problem, I think, so far with that statement, right? Why can't they talk about what the requirement for U.S. Center for Safe Sport is? Usually when, uh, what do you call it, like corporate doublespeak-wise, when they put out these PR statements, um, one, they are stretching the truth. That's one possibility. Two, there's something confidential that they're trying to hide. Mm -hmm. Three, they're trying to prevent a lawsuit by saying it. Or four, they are just straight up lying. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> so it's one of the, one one or multiple reasons for those pop, um, possibilities. It, why would they not say what the specific safety requirements for the safe sport and um, needs to be addressed? Mm-hmm. Now, what I think is they probably need one unified database of everyone that is. Um, that is a uh, safe sport certified for judo. And I think the organizations don't want to give away that database for, for uh, like self-interest reasons. It makes total sense why they would not give away that information. Right. Um, so USA judo is like, what well, will I need this for, for to remain like safe sport certified? Cause they're the ones, um, they're the ones who are, the NGB for the Olympics. So I think there's some sort of problem there or they don't want the people, they couldn't figure out who's going to pay for that database, that unified database. So I think there's, that's probably why they're, they're not kind of explaining it. Right. Okay. So that's why I think, uh, so let's continue. What does this mean for USA judo, J and JF members? USA Judo sanctioned events will only allow USA Judo members to compete. Okay. USA Judo members participant accident insurance will not cover any injury sustained at a non-USA Judo sanctioned event. We talked about that. Uh, 
coaches will not be will only be allowed to coach at the youth nationals, like we said. And after that, they will require a US, USA Judo sanctioned um, coaching certification. Okay, so we talked about that too. Uh, U.S. Center for Safe Sport Trainings and Certifications, as well as the background screening applications, will only be found through their uh, online login membership platform now. Uh, so about that, um, when I renewed my coaching cert like three years ago, I think, two years ago, I could not find a USJA or USJF link to the background check and Safe Sport cert. I had to go through you I, when I emailed them and asked, he told me to go through USA Judo's website. USA so, Judo. Yeah. So I'm just like, can you kind of, you can kind of see USA Judo's like argument of like, why are you guys like not doing anything and we're providing yeah. this, the stuff, right? But right there, as, like, we're doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. As of this announcement, I went to check USJF and USJA's website. They have their own safe sport and background screening links now. I don't know how long that's been there for. But um, I'm just saying, as of my last time I tried to renew my coaching cert, it was not there. Also, same thing when Scotty got his background check, because Scotty's helping us with the kids class. Mm-hmm. We told him to get a background check. He was, and also Eric, like the other, um, sorry, Eric, sorry. He um, was also not able to get it on the USJA website and had to um, go through the USA Judo's website. This mm-hmm. is like last year, two years ago. So I think whenever they put this out, it was probably when they figured out they're not going to renew it. And they're like, okay, we better like get this thing <laughs> set up. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think that's probably what was happening. Uh, so you can find a full list of changes here. We can talk about it later. We understand that these are significant changes to many in the USJ, a United States judo community, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we are disappointed that more fruitful discussions with the J and JF did not occur. Our biggest concern is the safety of all participants and the ability for individuals to train and compete as much as possible as we continue to grow our sports in the United States. Now is the time for change to further develop and grow our sport. I find that, like, if you actually believe that statement, you're like... You're limiting I, people to compete, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I know, but it's just like I don't know how anyone with a good PR would be able to write that without a with a straight face, you know? Like clearly the audience, assuming the guy person who wrote this isn't stupid, which is uh what Joe Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean does Keith Bryan and Joe R- Ragan, who actually trains at my old dojo, by the way. Um their, their names are assigned here, but I don't think they're stupid people. So whoever they're writing this to, whether it's the Olympic committee or whatever, that that particular paragraph, mm-hmm. um, that it's written to them. It's because anyone who knows anything about the Jewish community knows everything about that paragraph is, is false. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We know safety is not, not the reason for this because nothing's going to be, nothing's going to change about um, the, Nothing's going to change about the way we compete or train really outside of like now is making it more difficult. Right. And mm-hmm. two, this does not develop or grow our sport. So that, yeah, it just yeah. limits. That's all it does is limit. There's so that, no way this that, yeah, that part anything. paragraph is not directed at us. It's directed at who are uh, some non okay. judo organization or entity reading this. I will say this. Okay. And this is one thing I talked to you about separately. We talked about it one day I have noticed, and this is kind of interesting right now. I'm mm-hmm. kind of putting two and two together. 
So Jimmy Pedro and his American and his uh, his American judo system mm-hmm. has been putting on more tournaments lately. They've been doing like tournaments in uh, East Coast, West yep. Coast, some of the Midwest stuff. They did have to cancel one recently, I heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but they did cancel one. But they're putting on more tournaments. Do you think that maybe that since they want to grow judo, it's like, why do we need these grassroots of the Naka stuff if we have Jimmy Pedro now doing like our version of grassroots tournaments? That's a that's a big uh i i will say yes i do think so i think yeah yeah but these I, are now, I don't have any evidence like because these are now usa judo tournaments they're not not they're not usjf or usja yes these are I usa judo tournaments i don't want to make i don't like making saying things oh i think this will happen without actually any evidence backing it up but my mm-hmm. gut feeling is yes because um it's very vague but at the at the time when they started including the American Judo system videos onto the USA Judo membership, I knew something was gonna uh was they're cooking something up. And then mm-hmm. when USA Judo made this announcement, it seems absolutely stupid, right? To most people, like we were even us were saying it's not good for judo right now. But yeah, um they USA Judo's not like Keith Bryan's not stupid. He's a really smart guy from like, yeah. if if anything, he turned USA Judo from in the red to, to in the black now. So he, I believe they have something up the uh, plan. Mm-hmm. They have, they're not, they wouldn't do this just because of what we said, which is like the USJ and USJF don't provide us any value because yeah. what they're doing it, what they're doing is actively hurting judo right now. So I think they have a plan. Like I said, in the, I wouldn't say long run because that would imply like, a decade or more, I think they have something in the uh, in the plans that would actually grow judo in the short term. Uh, yeah, because I know that's one of the one of the. I biggest know that's a huge in, ask given their history, but yeah. But I, it, I, it's it's a big ask, not a big ask, but I know it's the thing that people always bring up with USA Judo is that even though USJ Judo does do like the US Nationals and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, do these big tournaments? They don't do a lot of smaller tournaments. They do a lot of regional tournaments. They don't hold a whole lot yeah. of tournaments. They depend on USJA and USGF to hold the smaller local tournaments. And if now Jimmy Pedro is going to take that over or do these um, uh, ju- uh, American judo system tournaments, that's kind of like taking, like they're not, I, I don't think they get put on as many tournaments as we do here. Like this, like here in Southern California, between USJA, USGF, and USA judo, we have a tournament almost once a month, if not once every other month. Okay. And I don't think Jimmy Pedro can be putting on tournaments once a month, once every month in every region, but he could, do one a quarter in every other region, you know, do a mm-hmm. summer tournament, a winter tournament, a, a fall, spring tournament stuff in other regions. Yeah. So I, I do think, like I said, I agree because like what they're, they're working with Jimmy Pedro. You said they're hosting more tournaments. They raised the membership fee to a hundred dollars a month. So they have to have something planned. Like all this stuff is um, signs that they needed the funding and reach to, to do whatever the hell they're doing, which I, I think it's, if they're going to do anything, like you said, it's going to be growth. They're going to expand mm. their tournament offerings. Um, and I mean, ultimately their goal, I think it's the LA Olympics 2028. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, they have to, they yeah. have, they have to do some sort of growth. So but that's, I, that's also Jim, that's also Jimmy Pedro's goal with the project 2012. Project Gold now is called. That's their goal mm-hmm. too. So I could see them working with USA Judo to make this happen if they, um, when the goals aligned. Versus, I mean, in in our minds, USJ and USJF aren't doing the. Well, in my mind, I don't want to speak for you. USA, what what USJ and USJF is doing right now is not really helpful. 
that's kind of like keeping the status quo kind of thing like mm-hmm. trying the same things let's host more tournaments and hopefully that will help grow judo which <laughs> i mean i i is that the trying the same thing that hasn't worked, you know, like it's not really helpful. So, mm-hmm. all right. So continue. That that was the end of the statement. Okay. That's so the statement. Do okay. you want me to read the actual changes? Cause uh, I mean, they linked a document about the actual changes um, like before and after about insurance. But one thing I want to really point out is um, one of the agreements was basically parties agreed to provide links to each other's respective websites homepage. Mm-hmm. And then it says these links were never reciprocated and will continue not to exist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I have found links to USJF and USJA's website on USA Judo's website, but not mm-hmm. the other way around. So it's like, wow, you, this is like such a simple thing that you can do in like <laughs> 10 seconds and you, you guys didn't it, do it. It's just an easy little button right there. Yeah. And it seems like, through the USJA, I mean the USJA, so the USA Judo side, like you, we, you, you and I, like we're we've been in this, we know these things, and even with reading this again and stuff, or just hearing it again out loud like this, it's like yeah, USA Judo was doing a lot of stuff, and it really did seem like USJF and USJA weren't doing their part or keeping their end up. It seems. Yeah. On but the other like, hand, again, it's what it seems. Yeah. From right here. So on the other hand, from US USJF and USJA's perspective, it's like. We're the ones they they of course they're the ones who saying like we're the ones provide giving the value and you guys aren't can't even let us compete at USA National. So we're giving and you're taking. That's their um mm-hmm. their mindset because it's like we're the ones training the athletes in the grassroots, grass quote unquote <laughs> grassroots <laughs> yeah, pipelines. <laughs> we're the ones hosting the tournaments. Where's the we're the ones like um that have the dojo to dojo connection? Um we're the ones training the referees, like like Nanka, for example, has referee program. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, most, a lot of referees come from this region, right? So I think in their in their perspective, it's like we're the ones giving and you're the ones taking. So um, in their eyes. that's so, what I think. So now read, um, do you want to read USJA's response or USJF? Uh, well, USJF let me, let me read, let me finish reading what uh, they said about the athlete development model. So the agreement was... Parties understand and agree that some standardization of instruction and progressive skill level of programming will assist in the integration of the sport and may also help with talent identification. The parties also agree to develop programming for recreational players and to promote the philosophy of judo as per the teaching of Dr. Jigoro Kano. Uh, Let me see. The rest of that's paragraphs about the development model okay so this is what they said changed usa judo coordinated the bringing together of usja and usjf representatives to create a foundation a foundational and a coaching task force utilizing funding and resources provided by the u.s olympic and paralympic paralympic committee a foundational document guide and online coaching program were created before usjf participants dropped out and were not replaced this caused further development of the program to seize beyond and was already created. Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked about it on the follow-up episode where I'd met with uh, Larry Sasui and uh, at the Darcel's uh, training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I talked about him briefly and he basically said, yeah, it's not going anywhere because I guess people weren't all in on it, which yeah. I mean, I wasn't all in on it. <laughs> so, um, 
again, we already kind of knew the Olympic Committee kind of forced the forced them to come up with something. That's what we talked mm-hmm. about in the episode, and they just had to hand in their homework kind of thing. Um, <laughs> they had to hand in their homework. But USA Judo like saying that. like, like that. <laughs> yeah, so USA Judo is like we provided the money, but the money came from the U.S. Olympic Committee, you know, so like it's not technically not your money. <laughs> um, so they could have done this without USJ and USJF, but I think they wanted to, I, I don't know why they decided to do it with them. Um, but again, we, if you read uh, the requirement, the goals of the program, like we said, uh, like I read earlier, I don't think there was a honest effort to do any of this. Like, a standardized instruction like you need a whole you can't just come up with a document and then hope the dojos uh will adopt it you know you, yeah. you can't even get people yeah. to adopt their official grading syllabus the rank <laughs> yes. the rank requirements how yeah. you, <laughs> how the hell are you gonna adopt we don't even have the same belts like sawtail's first belt is green belt our first belt is yellow belt like how are you gonna get them to adopt an instructional model and so, that's our sister dojo. We're supposed to get yeah, along. So there's with only them. there's only two things you can do. One is you do it by force, right? Forcing <laughs> somehow forcing these dojos. dojos to do it. Or two, you would have to have a, a buy-in and cultural shift, right? So that's obviously mm. the hard part, and that didn't happen. And then the other thing is what um recreational. Like, yeah. Parties also agreed to develop programming for recreational players, like that obviously is so like low in the priority for them. Yeah, that that's like, not. like recreational <laughs> players. Who gives that about recreational players? You come if you come. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't even know class. why they agreed. I don't know why they agreed to it, honestly, um, without the correct buy-in from different people. Like the U- basically what I'm saying is USJF and USGA do not speak for the local dojos. So mm-hmm. they, they really should... Um, I think the only through, way through better next time. Well, the only way that they could really like muscle their way into like forcing people to teach a special curriculum of like the syllabus, you must teach this is that if we went to the, um, and this happens a lot in Taekwondo of all of things that you don't, your sensei doesn't promote you to belt colors. You have to go to a committee of, yeah. um, you have to go test mm-hmm. at a, at a place like, okay, there's test every month on the 30th or the last Sunday of your month, they test for this belt rank at this place. You know, well, the USGA tried that if I remember, but because there's not, there's a lack of approved certification examiners, you have to drive like two states away to get it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only way you could do it. But it has to be like for months. Like, we're talking about how hard it is to find good judo in every city. Now you got to find judo um, uh, examiners in every city or every state or something. I think, you know, that's the I, only way you could force it. That's the only way you could force it. And that the only way you're going to promote it is that if you go to the examination, that way your sensei is forced to teach this stuff and forced to teach you it this way so that you passed. And the only thing the system I've seen do that kind of stuff is uh, Taekwondo. I see it in Tong Sudo sometimes. Mm-hmm. I used to see it in karate, but I don't see it in karate that much anymore. They do in judo in other countries. Do they? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know in France yeah. they do it, right? In Europe, remember, Europe in general, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember one of our French players talking about that. Well, but those Japan, were black Japan too, sir, in a, in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. I know they I know I've seen it for their black belts and stuff, but that's the only way you're gonna get people forced to do what you want. Well, there there's also different ways of forcing that I'm not gonna get into. No, I'm not talking about like blackmailing Stop and all that stuff. Pulling but... guns on people, Anthony. <laughs> guns are not the answer, all right. <laughs> no, like 
if these people hold these people oh. yeah I, never mind i'm not gonna get into it like it's <laughs> it's that's a different topic for a different day it's not it's yeah. not too controversial but I'm, uh, that's that's different um but i lost my train of oh i do think jimmy pedro and american judah system that is if effectively what they're trying to implement the problem they're trying to solve because remember some people are like oh it's online belt testing giving away tests uh illeg illegitimate belts kind of thing but that's what they're trying to to do to solve the problem of america just being such a vast large diverse place you know <laughs> so well that's the that's the one thing we always talk about that people forget how big america is you know america's the size of like all of europe or something i believe something like that so you think of us like state by state, like look at how big America is. And it's, the way we teach in California is gonna be different than the way they teach in Texas, different than the way they teach in Florida, different than the way they teach in the in New York or something. Like you came yep. from Texas and you see how the way you were taught there and then you came to California, you see the way that we teach mm -hmm. out here. And that, that's not to vary the from to club to club, you know, from dojo to dojo. So that's yep. thing. So, okay. So. Do you want to go over a USJ, USJF response? Yeah, so USJF was the next one that uh, had a response. So mm -hmm. I'll go over that one next. So the president of USJ and JF, JNJF with the assistant of the board and staff have signed a bilateral. Oh, wait, no, this is not the right. This is USJA. <laughs> yeah, I would say USJA is right there. Okay. I mean, that's Regarding USJF. the recent withdrawal by USA Judo from the American Judo Alliance, blah, blah, blah. Okay. USA Judo recently announced that it was terminating the participation in the above reference agreement. USJF leadership are disappointed by this turn of events and a refusal of USA Judo to come to the table to discuss how the agreement could have been improved for the benefit of all organizations and the American Judo community. In this announcement, we would like to make clear what has happened until this point in our vision moving forward. Okay, I'm not going to go through everything because you can just read it yourself. Uh, so in, in 2018, despite the obvious inequalities that existed in agreement concerning tournament participation, what we were talking about, about USA Nationals, Nationals, the recognition of referee, kata, teacher, and coach certification in several other areas, the USJF agreed to enter into this agreement in the spirit of cooperation and for the potential betterment and development of, US, of judo in the U.S. Years later, however, the effects of the agreements have clearly been detrimental to the USJF in a number of ways, and the USJF has intended to work with USA Judo and, uh, and USJA to find a better solution for all parties involved. I feel like uh, that's kind of blaming your problems on other people. I, I don't know what they mean, why it's detrimental to them. I don't know mm -hmm. what USA Judo did that, that was detrimental to them um, other than providing a better service. So, well, well, I got a, I have a theory, and it all and it all comes down to money. About that one, do you want to hear it now or later? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so, my theory with that one, I read that part was that when it comes detrimental to us is that okay? So we just got out the pandemic. Uh, judo has been on the ropes the past, not not on the ropes, but just we've been on the skids since most of mm -hmm. us we run out of community centers, we run out of um, community centers. Uh, YMCA's a lot of, a lot of judo. We don't have our own brick and mortar places. We run out of places. Mm -hmm. So most places like that follow the government guidelines and close down during the pandemic where a lot of BGJ places, MMA places turned into like little speakeasies. Like they would be on the hush, hush, all of them put newspaper up in their doors and stuff. So you can't look inside. So they continued. So when all of us, when we all shut down and closed, 
US, US, uh, USJA, USJF, and USA Judo, we all lost, they all lost money. You know, they weren't getting yeah. Federation dues paid to them unless you're cra- like crazy or you're a very good person paying your dues to them for your yearly stuff during the pandemic. Cause yeah, I yeah. didn't pay. Sh- I didn't pay nothing. <laughs> I was like, pandemic. I don't even like these organizations. Don't pay it, so. He's painted this fool right here. <laughs> so I didn't pay. I didn't pay for USJF or USJA or USA Jude. I didn't pay nothing. In. So they lost a lot of money right there. And then when the pandemic ended, Dojo started reopening and you're choosing, do I want to go back to USJF? Do I want to go back to USJA? Do I want to join USA Judo? Well, in some people's eyes, I can see like, well, the most prestigious one would be USA Judo, you know? So I'm going to join that one. Or uh, USJF and USJA there. And this is another thing where they're all supposed to be the same price, but USA Judo raised their, raised their prices, you know, to 120. What's the negotiation was supposed to be? They're all supposed to be $70. Is it hundred? Okay. Yeah. They were all supposed to be 70 bucks. Well, you want to know what? We're going to raise our price to hundred dollars. Okay. Which in theory would be like, oh, well, if I'm going to spend hundred dollars, I'm going to save money. I'm going to go to USA. I'm going to go to USJF USJA. Or, yeah, or, or USJA. Yeah. Well, USJA, what they did, oh, we're going to lower our price $10. So we're going to be 60. And then you have USJF in the middle being at, being at 70. So I'm thinking it comes down to money about people joining their federations. I think I, See, I really do think it's one of those things right there. This is this is where it kind of gets complicated because you're that's true for other dojos like us who accept all three, right? And are part mm-hmm. of all three. But most dojos only are part of one. They're loyal to one. Um but with the agreement, but you're saying, but with the agreement, if I join I'm, I'm talking about require I'm talking about dojos that require people to sign up for one. But with the agreement, if I'm part of any federation, I can train at any dojo. No, like for example, Sawtell, you have to try. You have to sign up for USJF. Oh, that's just Kenji. That's just Kenji. no, no, no. And that, same thing with for the dojo near me. The dojos near me, you have to sign up for the ones they're loyal with. Um, really? Yeah. So it's all about the tournaments. Like if you're competing, you're the question is when you go to the tournament is whether you would um, you would be able to coach there or not, and whether your rank would be recognized and whether you can compete in it or not. That's basically it mm-hmm. for vast majority of the clubs out there. They all, they're only loyal to one club. It's I think Goltz is like another one that's kind of similar to us where he accepts all three, but for most people it's your, your dojo only accepts one. And I think there's some, I know that except two, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you're going to, you're going to, if your dojo is a USA judo dojo only, then you have to sign up for USA judo. You, mm-hmm. you can't, it was just, it's just something I think that because they're scrambling to make money, each of them, because I know USJA was in a bad situation after the pandemic. And I think that's why they lowered the price to get more members. Yeah. I think that's in my, this is my opinion. I think that's something, something, something that I also want to, I don't think we ever mentioned was shortly after, I don't want to say after the pandemic, but shortly after um, we came out of the lockdown and Dojo started reopening some dojos in this area left Nanka left USJF and went to USA Judo. And um, a lot of that has to do with uh, the LA Olympics, like the Parks and Recs agreement that they had with USA Judo. Mm-hmm. So a lot of dojos, actually, I don't want to say a lot, but I know at least two or three that left, I think, and are officially USA Judo dojos now. So that I feel like they're taking away the USJF members in that sense too. So that could be part of what they're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's continue with the... Uh, uh, the, the letter with that intent, the USJ formed a negotiating negotiating team to engage with USA Judo towards a better solution, contacted them 
with a list of benefits that have been accrued through the agreement uh, upon noting that none of the benefits received by the USJF. So they, they were making a counterclaim, like we were giving you guys stuff and you guys were never ever giving us stuff. Mm -hmm. USA Judo took the unprecedented step of abruptly walking away from the discussion and curtailing any future no negotiations. I mean, like if honestly, if I was like helping you with stuff and then you told me I never helped you in the first place and you were helping me, I would walk away too, honestly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so but this is, he, this is, yeah. he said, she said, this is here. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So despite our attempts to schedule such meetings and despite our request to extend the, the agreement expiration date to a month by month basis for up to six months, uh, to which USA Judo initially signaled agreement. Then while waiting for a response from USA Judo to our multiple meeting requests, they simply announced their intentions via the website without the courtesy of informing us. For full transparency, the negotiation team is happy to share the entire communication exchange with any USJF member upon request. I am a USJF member. <laughs> I yes. emailed them on the day of them sending this uh uh, thing out and it's been what how many days now four days five days um i did not get a response i requested yes. i requested the the at, the communication exchange yes at time of recording we have yet to get a response from usjf yeah even though they said they would give it to people promptly as soon as they asked for it anthony asked for it didn't get nothing yeah so uh yeah uh, i mean but historically usjf has been really slow on this kind of stuff anyway like remember we'd have people try judo and we'll sign up for usjf and we don't get their membership we get their membership card mailed to us like a year later you know like <laughs> like six so, months nine months later not a year later <laughs> i think it was a year there was i was like it's just like who because like, gary uh garrett since gary who runs the, the, the some of the office stuff at the time was like who is this member we just received all these cards i'm like oh i haven't seen these guys in like a year now i'm like uh, quit 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 hurt quit, quit. <laughs> yeah oh yeah he still comes he comes on thursday yeah uh do, 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 do. i'm not gonna read the the stuff that i don't think is important mm -hmm. yeah so they said usa judo has is disrespectful disingenuous and against the intent of original agreement and spirit of judo and a slap in the face of all usjf members mm -hmm. why i don't I'm a USJF member. I don't feel like this is a slap in the face. So don't you don't feel like you don't feel like I slapped in the face? You feel maybe you got hit in the wevels instead? No. I, <laughs> I got I, Uchimata in the wevels. Oh man. I got Uchimata in the wevels. <laughs> so I just think make no mistake, the USJF is poised now more than ever to have a thriving, successful, vibrant organization that grows regularly every year and provide the best judo instruction and participation avenues in the US. That was in bold, by the way. It was bolded. Mm -hmm. Always. I posted that. I, I think someone posted that. Um, uh, laughing at that comment <laughs> on Reddit, someone posted it. Yeah, and then like someone else responded, like, "Yeah, that's because the bar is set so low right now. Like, they're like <laughs> you can only go up. You can't go down anymore. You can't get any applying. worse than this right yeah. now. So, yeah, that's that's that uh, to the end. And given USJ Judo's unfortunate, blah blah blah." So the U.S. This is where they announced that they signed an agreement with USJA to continue on basically the stuff that they were agreed mm -hmm. on before. So it's just there's a side of USJA and USJF now, and the side of USA Judo basically. Yeah, um, and they repeat the same things about not covering certain things. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was that was the USJF yeah. announcement. So basically, what I thought was going to happen pretty much did happen, except a little bit more.
Mm-hmm. Judo is not ending in the U.S. The U.S. is not getting rid of judo. We're not dying in the U.S. and stuff. It's just the alliance has changed. And when I first started judo, this is more similar to when I started. USJF and USJA have always been more closer together. And USA Judo has always kind of been separate. You want to call it like uh, mm-hmm. elitist than the common man. Get away, that. Get away from me. One of those kind of things. So I always assume that when this alliance broke off, that'd be like, okay, USJA and USJF, they'll probably go back together doing their things and USA Judo will be its own mm-hmm. thing, doing separate, worrying about, again, making the national team, sending people out to IJF tournaments, doing the Olympics stuff, setting up that and doing all those things. So basically, if you're a USA Judo member, you, and you want to compete at other tournaments, you're most likely going to have to join USJA or USJF to compete because USJA and USJF, they signed their agreement that they will recognize everything between themselves again. So if I have a coach certificate for either one of those, I can coach at their tournaments. But if I do not have a coach certificate for USA Judo, I can't coach there. So basically you have to do the whole thing where you have two federations or well, not two, but you have to get one of each. If I have students going to the went going to the USA Nationals, I better have a USA Judo's coaching certificate, and hopefully my student, well, not hopefully my students will have to join USA Judo. But if you're going to do the local tournaments, wherever your local Yudanchikai is, whether they're USJA or USJF more, you're going to, have to get all that for them as well. Me myself, I'll probably have to join USJA and USJF again because <laughs> I was being cheap and only do it cheaper, I guess you'd say. Well, and only the Jojo pays for USA it. I, I was all. Hey, 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 don't tell people our secrets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jojo paid for it. Yes. And um, if I'm going to go like me, I have a, like, uh, my third Don certificate is through USA Judo, but it is also recognized through USJA. Okay. If I get my fourth Don in, let's say, five years or less, who knows, whenever that will be, I'll most likely do it through USA Judo again, since that's my main federation for the most part. I will probably have to do an, another separate application for USJA or USGF to get it through them as well. They will not just, they won't be like, oh, you have it through there. Okay, we accept that. Here's your certificate from us. I'll have to apply through them, a, a separate thing to apply to them. Okay. Now, when it comes to tournaments, that's going to be suck for people because a lot of people just pay for one federation mm-hmm. and they compete at all the tournaments. Now you're going to pay for two to, for two federations, either USJ, USJF and USA judo. So it's just one of those things where you just have to do two things. Now to me, I'm used, I'm not like I'm saying like I'm used to it, but this is how it was when I first started doing judo and I first got into serious about doing judo. This is how it was back then. It's, I know people are acting like it's the end of the world, but it's only been six years, people. It's mm-hmm. only been six years. I know some people that have, probably have been in judo. This is their major time. And they've only known this past six years and this is how things are. So this is totally different. It might be scary to some people. Judo ain't going nowhere. It's just going to be more separate. And this is just how uh, it was in back. I, I get the okay. spirit of what you're saying, but um, yeah. I, I think judo is in decline in America. So. Oh my god, <laughs> the sky is falling. Oh my god. Yep. Um, yeah, but I get what you mean. It's not. It's in in the long term. It's not going to change anything. This this uh, agreement because right now we're in, things are still happening. We're still waiting for the details to be ironed out. But um, organize organizers and competitors and clubs are just going to adjust. They're either going to sh- change clubs, change uh, sanctioned. Uh, who they're sanctioned with and mm-hmm. for example the upcoming golden state uh tournament was golden state golden championships state golden state open that's a usa judo only tournament and we got clar- basically got clarification that most of our members that want to compete in that will have to 
get a USA Judo membership. And most of our black belts are USA Judo because we get, like yeah. you said, we get our rank through them. But most of our recreational players are USJA because they're the cheapest. Um, yeah. So now those people are going to have to get USA Judo memberships. So well, it's, they it's either a choice if you want to spend the money to get the US mm-hmm. USA Judo membership, yeah, USA Judo membership that's hundred dollars, or you just be like, you want to? I'm not going to go this tournament. You know, I'm not ready. For, this is a big tournament anyway. Maybe I'm not ready for this tournament. Maybe I'll I'll keep going yeah. to my smaller tournaments instead. It's know? uh, it's also important to note that they're actually USA Judo is actually prorating your uh, membership for the rest of the year if you think it's too expensive. Ooh, but interesting, yeah. Um. But so I think this is what what most people will probably do. Either they pay pay for the prorated membership to compete in this tournament because they really want to compete, or they go to a non USA Judo tournament, or they wait until they wait until the their membership expires and sign up for USA Judo next year and compete next year. So those well, are more the, realistic scenarios. Well, so it's the thing is like you should like it's just just my opinion. You should probably have one of each, okay? Because lo- normally Local, the reality in LA, here, in LA, in LA, less yeah. majority of our tournaments are held by USJA and USJF. Majority yeah. of our tournaments, are. I think there's only like it's, two USA Judo tournaments, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah adults. I'm not talking about like youth nationals, youth Olympics, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so there's like maybe two USA Judo tournaments in LA and stuff. So, yeah, you should get a USJA or USJF federation. So, you should do that anyways. It's yeah. only like, I think if you're maybe a brown or black belt and you're doing all a lot more tournaments or going to the mm-hmm. bigger ones, then you're going to need two. I definitely believe that. The other alternative I see is you would sign up for one uh, main one, like USA Judo, for example. And every time you want to compete in the other ones, sign up. Like, for example, USJF offers like a one month membership for like $25 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just do that and see that as part of the entry fee. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I was, I was going to suggest that. I was like, yeah. I know they do. Does USA Judo have that as well? I don't think so. Not anymore. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's another option. A lot option. of people doing that. Yeah. That's another <laughs> option. One month membership. But, um, the one week. <laughs> all, overall, I think if people start seeing the people that host the tournament, unless they're really loyal to the organization for whatever political reason, um, if they start seeing numbers dropping, they're going to just change the the sanctioned events that they're um, the, the, the organization they're sanctioned with. And if competitors start seeing their local tournaments all shift towards one organization, then they're just going to change that organization. So mm-hmm. like I said, over time, things will balance out. Like things will work themselves out. It's just right yeah. now things are a little crazy. So in, in theory, now this is an interesting theory right here. In theory, could you get like a USJF sanctioned tournament and also get a USA judo sanction for that same tournament or it can only be one sanction for one tournament? That's what I think. I was thinking, I was concerning that too. Why can't they do that? You know, or um, would that just cost too much to uh, the rest? Is either cost or they they might not approve it. Hmm. Part, that's that's what I think. Uh, if some someone out there knows, maybe I'll get it. I'll ask around and find out. But if someone out there knows, shoot us a message. I really, I really not sure about that. Um, that's a hmm. good question. Um, that's one way to get around and have everybody compete. Still get everybody yeah. on the map. I will say. Out of the three, personally, USA Judo is the one I would pick for myself, uh, mm. based off my understanding of the inner workings of the clubs. They're all they all suck, but USA Judo is the, like <laughs> the one that um, I would pick. But they make it really impossible for me to get a coaching serve through them. <laughs> so because um, they don't have classes out here in California, they don't have cla- They don't have them very often. Plus, it's um, far. 
So mm-hmm. that's why my coaching cert is through USJA because that was the most accessible for me. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so if they want to like, part of the plans that we're talking about is growth, right? So maybe they're making it so you can have an online coaching thing. So you just have to sit through a Zoom seminar a kind Zoom of thing. Because yeah. honestly, m- most of the coaching stuff I've been to, um, they're in they're in person, but there's no reason why it can't be done online. There was mm-hmm. no, I think only the level two coaching cert has a on the mat, um, in person on mat time kind of element mm-hmm. to it. But the level one coaching cert, there was no. I just sat in a room with this guy uh, since Philippe was going through slides. I will say yeah. though, since Philippe's uh, clinic has a, discu- a group discussion at the end. That was my uh, arguably my favorite part about why I attend his clinics all the time, even though I don't need to, because mm-hmm. the group discussion was pretty good, but the, I don't think there's a reason that has to be part of the coaching cert, um, certificate. Cause in the end it's about how to not get sued and how to not, what not to do to kids basically like, don't make them cut weight. <laughs> like yeah, um, protect the kids. Like don't make them like the old yeah. days, like cut the weight, put the plastics on yeah, train like, all day, them, train all don't, night. Don't make them fight through a concussion, which honestly, oh, gosh, most, yeah. most people would get these. I, I've seen happen at, at tournaments anyway. So I um, saw it happen at, and I hate to say it, like it's now past time and stuff, but I saw it at winter nationals. I saw a kid, literally go to the medics telling that said he was hurt but then his coach and his friends and family well coach and family came over and was like don't you weren't speaking english but i knew what they were saying don't yeah. you ever tell the ref or tell the that you're hurt are you okay you go out there and they they were going to go over his match and they're yeah. like no 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 he's good he's good he's good and i'm just like that's like the number one thing right there why is no one doing yeah. anything basically I'm just a coach <laughs> a lot i i made a post on reddit about it. a lot of these uh certification courses even in, our, in my my tech uh, job, like they make us do like sexual harassment training, privacy security training, all that kind of stuff. And in the end, it's just to say we we already told them like they 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 it's their fault if they uh, um, violate it. it it's mm-hmm. like yeah, it's just the organizations again protecting themselves by providing these um, certifications. So. Um, there's no reason why it can't be done online. My goal, my my um, guess is they're going to start doing it online. Then they, mm-hmm. a lot of coaches would probably swap. I would swap over, honestly. So um, alternatively, if they make it difficult for me to do this, I'll just not coach. Like I don't get paid to coach. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid. I don't want to spend 13 hours at, at a tournament with yeah. a broken toilet. You know, with shit yeah, on the wall, so, literally. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah. That's that's my thought on it, and I'm not going to read the USJA th- uh, announcement because it's basically the same as USJF. Um, yeah, same thing about they're very similar. Yeah, very similar. So, uh, yeah. So, so let us know, like in your country, how it works out. Like, there's just one federation, there's two federations, or there's one for the major athletes and one for the minor athletes. Like here in America, we have this. Like we have more, we talk about the major three because there are some other smaller ones like the AAU and stuff, but in America, it's mostly the main three big ones, you know, USJF, USJA, and USA Judo. And we had this great alliance. Well, now it's getting separated. They're having a conscious uncoupling. So let's see what happens. You know, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. Anthony may think it's a big deal. The sky's falling again. I, I didn't say it was going to be a big deal. <laughs> I said the same thing. It's not, this is not going to be a big deal, but it won't, because it's not a big deal, it'll make no effect on the, on the, decline or incline of judo popularity in America is what I'm saying. Does that, does that make sense? (laughs) 
See, I got so heated right there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want people to start saying like, oh, Anthony from Tatami Talk says this is going to kill Judo. Like, no, I, I'm saying it's no, going to have no Lars effect said on that it. Anthony said <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have no effect on on um, the growth of decline or Judo. That's my opinion. It's mm. not going to yeah. do anything. So. Um. Yeah. So that's the big news in America is happening right now. You have had a lot of black belts come visit or some of normal black belts to visit some that just come part-time, ask us all about that. And it's like, we tell them the same thing. Like, I don't think it's going to change that much. It's just a certain way you compete or go to tournaments. You know, yeah, just, that's, you're going to have to have, change. It's going to be one of each. You're going to have to have one of each, especially for people like me and Anthony, that are coaches and stuff, mm-hmm. senseis, instructors, you're going to end up having to get one of each most likely. That's just how it's going to be. Yeah. So to clarify my opinion, this is going to sound blunt, <laughs> but keep, um, he really wants to make sure you guys understand. Yeah. <laughs> All, we, we repeatedly say like a very minority, small amount of uh, judokas compete. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about around the world. Like Sensei Philippe always pulls the statistic out in his coaching clinic. Only 12% of judokas compete. And that includes like Hifumi Abe, Shohei Ono, like that 12, that's part of the 12%. So when you talk about American judo, most likely it's even smaller than that. Then you take away the rec- it, talk about just recreational judo people only, like me, you, all the adults, not the kids trying to make Olympics. That's even smaller. So, vast majority of people, this will not affect. It will not affect them. If you give most people who walk in through the door to sign up for judo. Um, an option to sign up for an organization or not, they would not sign up because it provides them no value. Like, so that's why that's why I'm saying this will not have any effect on the growth or decline of judo in general. Because let's be honest, none of these guys are doing anything to grow judo, other than they're growing, they're trying to grow competitive judo. Let's clarify that. But none of them are actively outside marketing judo, promoting judo, helping club, helping people set up clubs, lending out mats for people to start up clubs, telling them how to teach people, actually doing something other than like taking your money and showing you PowerPoint slides, um, how to become an instructor, like creating instructors. None of them are doing that. It's it's your local dojo, my sensei, your sensei. Um, they're the ones that are actively teaching people, teaching the next generation of instructors, all that kind of stuff. So um, that's my opinion on it, basically. So it's not going to change because of that. All right. Well, Anthony, is there anything else you want to talk about today or is that it? Uh, no, I think that's it. Unless you want to talk about my uh, my, my quote unquote, I guess it's a tumor now at this point. <laughs> oh, God. I guess since you brought that up, we should talk a little, like explain a little yeah. bit what it is. We should talk about it at the beginning of the episode. Basically, so I whole, my, cut it in for no reason. <laughs> yeah, my my whole New Year resolution goal is basically to just get healthy now. Basically, so that, let's just leave it at that. It's I'm not going to be training or competing or any kind of stuff. Yeah. So we'll talk about we'll talk about this next episode. Yeah, uh, I'll ask you how your arms do, and you can tell me. Okay. Yeah, and this way people will have to listen to the next episode <laughs> <laughs> if they listen all the way to the end of this episode. Yeah. All right. So with that, please remember to like, share, subscribe. You can follow us at, at Tommy Talk on YouTube. You can follow us at Tommy Talk on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at the Jared underscore Juan. You can follow Anthony at Anthony Jones on Instagram. You want to send us any questions, things you want to talk about, things to tell us about this episode, what you guys think about this crazy stuff happening. You can hit us up at, at tatamitalk at gmail.com. Anthony, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No, I've, I need to go eat lunch. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, don't forget to sign up for USA Judo Membership. 
Slap the man. All right. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs>